Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen in to today's message. I know that I probably won't get through this whole message today because I know we've taken some time, but I'm going to start it anyways. It's an introduction to where we're going. I'm excited about going forward in this series today called Mind Games. And so we're going to be talking about mind games. How many know that the enemy attacks you most in your mind? Amen. Everything starts with a thought. From a thought, it grows into a seed. A seed grows into a tree. A tree grows into a fruit, whether good or bad. And a lot of times our thoughts can be negative or they can be positive. Whatever thought you're thinking upon, you become. I always say a man's always follows his thoughts. Your life, we get this, your life will always follow your thoughts. So wherever your thought is, there's your life going to go. I want everybody to turn your head that way. Now, when you turn your head that way, what direction are you going to go? You're going to start going that way because that's what you see, and it feels awkward to try to go this way when you're going that way. That's the same way. Wherever your thoughts are, you're going to start going down that road. And so you always have to gauge yourself by the thoughts. What is my thoughts? Where are they at right now? Am I on the right track or am I going to be derailed? You have to look at your thoughts. And I'm going to jump right into it. You have your notes today. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Isn't that the truth? Some of you right now, your, your, your strongest thoughts right now are probably saying, hey, I got to get home in time because I, I got the pot roast going right now and I don't want it to burn. And I made preparation for the baby dedication and all the people to come and eat and I got to get home and make sure it's all ready. How many know what I'm talking about? Sometimes when we come to church, our thoughts are preoccupied with other things. And because we're so preoccupied with other things, a lot of times what happens, we're unable to receive what God has for us. A man thinketh in his heart, so he will be. What we think shapes us, shapes who we are, and what we will become. What we think shapes us who we are and what we will become. How many of you know a lot of things you become what people say about you? You become what you think about yourself. You become by a lot of times by what words are said about you and how you think about yourself. You shape yourself. If anything, if you're like my grandkids, they love to work with Clay-Doh. Amen? And when they take that thing out of Clay-Doh, and I'm telling you, it's just a big blob of nothing. And all of a sudden, what they begin to do, my little one, man, he's a little small. and His, his thing is that he loves to take that blob of Clay-Doh and just squeeze his hand in it. And once he squeezes his hand, it starts coming out of his fingers around his edges of his fingers. He gets done squeezing squeezing it real hard, and he says, Papa, Papa, look what I made. And I look at it and say, yeah, it's a mess. But in his eyes, it's something great, right? But that's the same way with us. You form your life by your thoughts. Your thoughts have an impression on who you become. The income of your thoughts is the outcome of your new life. So good in is good out. Bad in is going to be bad out. So whatever you're putting in, be careful. It's going to be good or bad. You will eat the fruit thereof. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul is speaking to the church of Philippi. And I love how he's speaking to the church of Philippi. And leading up to the church of Philippi, he talks in Philippians 4, verse 4. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. He starts out there. Rejoice in the Lord always. How many know sometimes it's hard to rejoice, right? 
You know where you get the joy in? Even no matter what circumstances or situation is, I've always found that I find joy that no matter what circumstance or situation that I'm going through in life, if I fix my mind and my thoughts on Jesus, I'm going to some way, somehow find the good in all the bad. You got to learn to do that. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Then he says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, pray and lay your request before the Lord. And then he said, the peace will pass to all understanding. So he leads up to that. So he tells us to rejoice. And then after he says, pray and give everything unto God, then he goes into verse 8. And I love what Paul says in verse 8. He says this. Watch what he says. Finally, brothers and sisters, talking to you and I, whatever is true. Notice the first thing that he talks about. The first key to life or peace in your life is finding out whatever is true. The reason why he talks about true right away, right off the bat, because how the enemy attacks you first and foremost is in your mind. And a lot of times where he attacks you at is in lies. He attacks you with a lie. He'll attack you with, a man, a little bit of truth, a little bit of truth speak, uh, sprinkled with a whole batch of lie. And it's the truth that catches you. And once he catches you, then he reels you in and he sprinkles on the rest with lies. And so what happens is, he says, with truth. Whenever you're going down the negative road, you have to monitor yourself or you have to have a barometer of saying, is that true? Or is that untrue? And if it's not true, you have to discard it. Don't rehearse it. Don't nurse it. Don't curse it. Just get rid of it. That's not true. I don't receive that in Jesus' name. So many times we, what we let in can either be good or bad. We can pollute ourselves by our thoughts. So you have to guard yourself and say, listen, that's not true. I don't receive that in Jesus' name. So he says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. Look at all the different stages that he's telling us to think about. And then he goes on to say, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, praiseworthy, given God, God, I thank you. God, I thank you, not just when I'm feeling good. I thank you, God, day in and day out, 24-7, God, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to have an attitude of gratitude, and I'm going to thank you regardless of where I am. I'm going to thank you. I always say your attitude determines your altitude. And when you learn to be able to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, guess what he'll do? He will lift you up. So, God, I thank you. But watch this. Whatever is praiseworthy, think. What a man thinketh in his heart, so he will be. So he says, think about such things. What things? Think about truth. Think about what is admirable. Think about what is honorable. Think about what is praiseworthy. In other words, you have to reverse the curse. Whenever you start going down the road of stinking thinking, you have to stop and say, wait a minute. That doesn't line up to what God's word is saying. That doesn't line up to what is truth. That doesn't line up to what is admirable. That doesn't line up to what is praiseworthy. And whenever you start going down the road of destruction, guess what it does to you? The first thing it does, it discourages you. And once you get discouraged, the opposite of discouragement is courage. And once you get discouraged, you lose your courage. And you lose your courage. And then when you lose your courage, you stop going forward. And so once you lose your courage, then what else sets in? Depression. Then you start getting depressed. And when you start getting depressed, guess what happens? I'm no good. 
I'm worthless. I'm man. I'm just man. Just nothing to God's eyes. I'm. I'm. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares. So you start going down this road, and it all starts with discouragement. Man, maybe something didn't happen the way you expected it to happen. So you start going down this road, and your mind just starts going crazy, right? And so listen. So he says. Think upon what is true. And whatever you have learned, look at what he says in verse 9. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, seen in me, put into practice. So in other words, don't just be hearers of the word. Don't be hearers of the word. Be doers of the word. You see, it's easy to say, I love God, but hey, acting it out and living for God is a totally different thing. Anybody can say they love God, but I'm going to live it out. I'm going to act it out. I'm going to practice being the best that I can for God. I hear a lot of times people say, it just went through one ear and out the other. That's what my husband's like. I can say it a million times to him, do this, take out the trash, and it goes through one ear and out the other. And a lot of times what we do, we do the same thing with God. God speaks through his word. God gives us a manuscript. God gives us instructions to help us to keep on the straight and the narrow and to keep us fixed our eyes on him, to give us peace. But we don't put it or apply it to our lives. And the reason why it takes effort and energy to practice and to walk it out. And so many times what we want to do, and please understand when I say that, we sit in front of computer screens or video games or whatever kind of thing to do what? Have it feed us. It takes energy to say, hey, I'm going to practice. I'm going to think upon these things. I'm going to fix my eyes on you, the author and the perfecter of my faith. I'm going to keep walking it out for you. But when Paul gives us these verses, he gives us a three-step process. And I want you to see this real quick. Three-step process. Number one, our thoughts. Notice what he said. He said in verse 8, think upon, about such things. Think about such things. About what things? Whatever is true. What, what are you thinking about? Think about what's things. What are you thinking about? Is it bringing life or death to you? You see, you are the goalkeeper or the umpire that calls the balls and strikes in your life. And the Bible says, be careful what you say because out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth's going to speak. And you call the balls and strikes of your life. And you have to ask yourself, what kind of fruit are you eating? Your words have the power of life and death, and you will eat the fruit thereof. And what kind of fruit are you eating? What are you thinking upon? If you're thinking upon negative things, you need to reverse the curse and say, no, wait a minute. I'm not going to go there because that's bringing defeat to me or death to me, and I want life. Amen? Notice everything starts with your thoughts. Your thoughts are like the keys to the car. I mean, you know, they're like the keys to your car. You can have the key to your car and put the ignition, put it in ignition, but if you don't turn the ignition, the car's not going to start. And this is what happens when you do those. When you, when you, what what you do with your thoughts takes the car out of park and gives direction, whether good or bad. So you can have the keys, and the keys all revolve around your thoughts. Where are you going with your thoughts? Are they leading to death or are they leading to life? Your thoughts, your thought process. Are you out of park? And if you're going down the wrong way, it's time to reverse and say, God, I'm not going to this. Another, I'm going fast. Number two, action. Notice what Paul says number, out of that verse. In verse 9, 
He says, put into practice that which you've heard. Put it into practice. Practice thinking about whatever is true. The first thought Paul talks about, whatever is true. Base everything. When the enemy tries to come in and lie to you, you have to base that and filter it out and say, is that true? That, that's not true. I'm not going to receive that. You see, listen, Michael Jordan would always say, it's not the game that makes him perfect. It's perfect practice that makes him great. It's perfect practice that makes him great. I was reading a story about Michael Jordan when he was on the Olympic team, and they were called the Dream Team. And at that time when Michael Jordan was coming up, it was always Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And they were the two superstars. And Michael Jordan was green behind the ears. He was now just coming up. And I'll never forget, they were doing the scrimmage game for the Olympics. And Magic Johnson and Larry Bird was beating Michael Jordan's team. And, man, Michael Jordan got so indignant, got so upset and so mad that he took his players aside that were on his team. And he said, listen, either you get on this train or get off. We're going to beat these guys. And quit thinking they're going to beat us. And he told them, you got to change your thinking. So they went out, Mark, and they went out, Michael Jordan's team, and they were way behind. You probably saw the story. They were way behind. But because of Michael Jordan's determination and put life into those people, what happened all of a sudden, that rest of his teammate, they got on board, and they reversed the curse, and they eventually won that scrimmage game. And after the scrimmage game, Larry Bird and Michael, uh, and then uh, Magic Johnson came forward, and they said to each other on tape, on screen, said, listen, we now begin to think it's time to pass the baton on to Michael Jordan. He has arrived. But Michael Jordan said, listen, practice made him prepared for the game. We all seen the results of the game and had all the oohs and ahs and watching the dunking and all the things that he did. But Michael Jordan said it wasn't that that made him great. It was what you didn't see behind the scenes that made me great. See, what you do behind the scenes, what are you watching, what are you thinking, what are you doing that makes you great in front of the crowd? Be careful what you're letting in and what you're letting out. What you practice or put into action, you will get better at. How I many you know it's true? You have to practice. God, every day I have to train my mind, my thoughts to think about it, whatever is true, whatever is just. I said this story a while back, but it's so true, and I, and I love the story because, man, it meant so much to me. It made me think, and it revolutionized my thinking. When I was pastoring in, in Grand Junction, Colorado, I'll never forget, I, I knew my day was going to be a real tough day, and I got out of bed, and, man, as soon as you know, I got out of bed, my feet hit the ground. Before you knew it, I was started complaining. I started complaining, and I was already negative and thinking, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that, oh, no, no. You know what I did? I jumped back in bed, true story. I jumped back in bed, and I crawled over my wife and got on the other side. My wife, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're waking me up. I'm starting to sleep. And she said, what are you doing? I said, I don't like that thought. I had to change my thoughts. So I crawled out the other side of the bed and said, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you have to get out the other side of the bed, and you have to change your thoughts. Don't allow yourself to go that way. What you practice is you're going to become. And if you're practicing negative thoughts, that's what you're going to become. So many times when I'm walking down the, the mall or the corridor or in the mall or wherever I'm at, this is a true story. All of a sudden, this stinking thinking starts to try to get in my mind. It starts to affect me, bring me down, discourage me. You know what I'll do? 
I call it praise breaks. And I kid you not, I'll stop wherever I'm at, and I'll put my hands on my head and say, in Jesus' name, I'm not allowing that to come into my mind. I come against that. I take authority over that in Jesus' name. I cover my mind, my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings with the blood of Jesus. Sometimes in your life you have to take the authority that God has given to you and say enough is enough. I will not, shall not allow that to enter into this temple. Taking authority and saying, God, that's not true. It doesn't line up to your word, so I come against that in Jesus' name. You see, I always say this, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. How many know what I'm talking about? An idle mind is a devil's workshop. Where does the devil love to attack you at the most when you're by yourself? All of a sudden, when you're by yourself, you're alone, the place is quiet, your mind goes crazy. All of a sudden, Renee, your, your mind starts going, man, oh, man, where's this guy? What's, what's going on here? And where's Phil? And where's my kids? And all of a sudden, your mind just starts going rampant about all these different emotions. I had to learn the secret about how do I keep my mind occupied. Number one, if you want to be a leader, you got to be a reader. And that means husbands, wives, if you want to be a leader of your kids, you want to be a leader of your family, you got to be a leader. And you'd be a leader by being a reader. You fill your mind with thoughts. Read. Read things that will edify you, build you up. Read autobiographies. I love reading war things. I love reading stuff about Brett Favre, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, all these sports figures. And what it does, it edifies me. It builds me up because I see if they can do it, I can do it. Read things that will fill your mind, that will take away that empty of your thing. I always say this too. I, I love to do praise and worship. If you want to get out of your funk, if you ever notice music, as soon as music comes on, what do you start to do? You start tapping and you start singing. You start refocusing. And before you know it, that thought which you are starting to dwell on, it's all of a sudden changed because now you're singing the song. And I've learned that whenever I start going down the negative road, I always put on praise and worship. That's why I start my day off every day. I have Bluetooth speakers, one at my cabin, one at the house. I turn on my phone, I put on Pandora, and, man, first thing in the morning when I get to pray and after I get done praying, I put on praise and worship, and guess what I'm doing? I'm singing. And I learned that thought. You know why? I learned that thought some time ago when I was youth pastor in, in Merrill, Wisconsin. And I was staying over at the pastor's house at night because that early that next morning we were going to go fishing. And so I was staying in the room with the, the, his two boys, and we set the alarm clock to get up in the morning to go fishing early. And you know, the first thing that you think about in the morning is the first thing that's going to stay with you, right? So all of a sudden, the alarm clock goes off, and the song is, we're going to rock down to Electric Avenue. We're going to take you higher. So that's what's playing. And so finally, I said, Mark, shut that thing off. And guess what happened all through the day? We're going to rock down to Electric Avenue. The pastor, I'm the youth pastor. The pastor said, what are you saying? Oh, nothing, nothing. Because it's stuck in my thoughts. So whatever you put in is going to come out. So, man, I want to encourage you, read. Man, listen to praise and worship. Get around people that will build you up. Don't stay with the stayers and the nayers. Get with the runners and the hunters. Get around people. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. Get around people that believe in your dream, that believe in you, that can encourage you and spool you on in life. So many times what we do is we get with the stairs and nares. i got to move quickly. I see them coming. Amen. <laughs> I like it when Andrew gives me the cue. Amen. But, like, I, I love this. Truth, truth, i, I got to close with this. you got to get this. Truth liberates. Now, listen. Truth sets you free, correct? Sets you free. Watch this. Lies confine you and hold you back 
from your future and your dreams. You get that? Truth sets you free. Lies confine you. So what are some lies that maybe you believed? Here's some lies. Your thoughts will tell you you are worthless. That's a lie. Some of you are confined because you are believing you are worthless. Man, I can't keep a job. And why does this keep happening to me? And I must be worthless. Come on. Lies will confine you. Tell me about this lie. Your thoughts will tell you that you're going to get sick. After all, everybody around us is getting sick. So, man, I'm just going to wait for the shoe fall, and I'm going to get sick too. Lie. Here's another one. Your thoughts will tell you no one loves you and no one cares. Lie. How many ever had that pity party? I hate when the peanut gallery shows up and tells me that. No one loves you, CJ. No one cares. Stinking thinking. Lies confine you. Some of you are confined right now. You're paralyzed. You're stuck because you have believed the lie. After all, wasn't it a lie that Adam and Eve received from the serpent when they came and said, you, hey, God really tell you you can't eat from that tree? He's only telling you that because he don't want you to be like him. Lie after lie after lie. Here's another good one. Your thoughts will tell you you're not pretty enough. Lie. Liar, liar, pants on fire, hanging from a telephone wire. That one I face all the time. I face that one when I'm in counseling sessions. I kid you not. I bet you that one rises up probably 60 to 70% of the time that I hear that I'm not pretty enough. And that has confined people back. I'm not pretty enough because I'm not pretty enough. I'm not qualified enough. I'm not good enough. I can't accept that job. I can't do this. Man, he's not going to like me. She's not going to like me because I'm not pretty enough. We believe that lie. Here's another one. Your thoughts will tell you you can't do that. You can't do that. How many of you have listened to that lie and you forfeit the blessing that God has for you? God's given you a dream. He's given you a purpose. He may have even brought promotion in your life, but because you believe the lie, you forfeited the blessing that God had for your life. You walked away. You say, God, open the door. God, do this for me. God, do that for me. And when God does it, you don't do it because you are chained to a lie that says you can't. And you know what my Bible says? My Bible says in Philippians 4.13, I can, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There's nowhere in the Word of God that says you can't. It says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Then after he says that, he says then I'm not only you can, he said I'm going to make you more, Scott, than a conqueror through Christ Jesus our Lord. Sounds like we're overcomers and not being overcome. You're only overcome by believing and accepting a lie. So how do you do it real quick? Steps to liberation. Steps to liberation, remove the lie. You got to get rid of the lie. You got to get rid of that lie. What lie? Josh, what lie? 
are you holding on to? What lie has changed you and held you back? What lie? You got to get rid of the lie. You'll never go forward if you're chained to your past and to your lies. They're going to be a tractor pull that can only go so far. So how do you bring liberation? Number two, replace that lie with the truth. And you know what the truth is? That you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're special. You're awesome. You got can-do power. You know who your daddy is. And your daddy is the Abba Father, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. He is the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the one that supplies all our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. He owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hills, and he's able to butcher that one for you. That's the God in which you serve. You have can-do power through Jesus Christ our Lord. You replace the lie with the truth, and the truth is you are special. You are special. I just say this and I close. I'm going to shut my Bible to give you hope. Yeah. I like it when the evangelist comes because they could preach for 10 hours. Pastor preaches five minutes over, he gets stoned. Amen. But you know what? I love reading the story of David. First of all, when you read the story of David, the Bible says that David faced his face into the wind like a flint. In other words, Lord, I'm standing firm. I'm standing firm, God. I'm standing firm. But in the midst of standing firm, guess what David learned? David learned, Stephanie, that I had to be my own cheerleader. I told this story in the first service. It was so funny. The other day I went to the post office over here, little siren post office, right? Went over to the post office. Yeah, Bill's a postman, so I have supporting Bill. Thank you, thank you for the paycheck, right, Bill? Amen, right? So I went to the post office the other day, and there was a guy in front of me. And I thought he was talking to me. I kid you not, Mike, I thought he was talking to me. He's talking away. He's having a conversation. And I said, yeah, right, okay, because I was kind of entering into his conversation. And I said, yeah, right, okay. And so we walked into the post office together. I'm thinking I'm having a conversation with this guy. So I go to box 21, the church's box, and he goes to his box, and he turns around, and I'm talking to the guy. And here he had these earbuds in his ears, and he's talking to somebody on his phone. And I thought the guy was talking to me. And I thought maybe something's wrong with this guy. He's talking to himself. You know what? Sometimes... You have to let your spirit or your ears hear your words. How many of you know that? How many of you know that the enemy loves to hear your negative words? Your spirit is the same way. If you're always speaking negative, talking yourself down, guess what that's going to do? It's going to be a little bit of yeast. It's going to work through a whole batch of dough. You need to reverse the curse and stop telling yourself you're never going to make it. Stop telling yourself you're no good. You need to start telling yourself, I can. I'm good. Your ears will hear what you're saying and it will get into your spirit. And when you do, you're going to perk up and say, hey, I am somebody special. I am more than a conqueror. I am a champion in Christ. I greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Tell yourself that. Be your cheerleader and watch you see you come out of your shell, turtle, and you start making strides for God. Will you stand with me this morning? I did this in the first service. I want to do it again today. I know some of you got your buns on today, but you know what? I want to do an exercise with you today because I want you to get it in your spirit. Seriously, it works. 
want you to put your hands on your head just like that. Come on. Put both your hands on your head. The Bible says put on the helmet of salvation. The reason why is to protect your mind. I'm going to pray over your thoughts right now. Put your hand on your thoughts right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I come against the stinking thinking that the enemy tries to place on us. I come against that now. Father, as we place our hands on our heads, you say in your word that you're transform us by the renewing, by the renewing of our minds. May our minds be fixed on you, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And I pray that today, God, that you will take away the stinking thinking and give us true thoughts, pure thoughts, holy thoughts, pleasing thoughts that will be honorable to you. And so, Father, today, not only change us, but, God, help us to put into practice those things, Lord God, that will keep us on the straight and narrow for you. Give us peace now, God, peace that passes all understanding. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Now, come on, walk in the Spirit now. Amen. God bless you today. Have a great day in Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If this message has encouraged you in any way, please consider giving to Adventure Church to help continue this ministry. Giving is safe and easy through our website at www.adventurechurchsiren.com. Thank you for your generous support.